<laughs> Welcome to the Cousin Brew Show! <laughs> nonsense! Be gone! Be gone! Be gone, nonsense! I don't think that's uh, possible in this day and age, cause I think we're just surrounded by nonsense. I know. We just gotta yeah, find I'm, a way to get through it all. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning into the nonsense. You know, that seems I'm to be gonna... the answer with everything in life, is just to <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it, baby. Lean Are you surrounded by nonsense? Become nonsensical. That's <laughs> right. Why fight it? How you doing? I think, I think maybe you could temper other people's nonsense if you really lean in, because they will like be like really shocked and be like, "Oh, what's wrong with that guy?" What's that guy's name? Jordan Klepper. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. that's like a the best show? example of the world. Yeah, it's the best example yeah, of the oh, world. Yeah. You know, just show up somewhere where it's very nonsensical and be as nonsensical as those that are around you. Yeah, yeah. And he fits in just fine. Fits in. That's I right. don't think that's the right lesson to be teaching the kids, but uh, welcome to the Cause and Brew show. It's been a month. <laughs> what, did we, a what did we promise month. the listeners? A week later? A week, week later. And we were pretty, we were, we, we make a lot of empty promises, but that one was probably the most sincere of our empty promises, and we uh, failed miserably. So we, are, we apologize. It, it, we it was apologize. stupidity on my side because I had an ankle surgery. Between and now and the last time we talked, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have a problem. I'll just do ankle surgery and you just get all hopped up on meds and I'll just do the show. <laughs> oh, how are the how are the latest? So do you go completely under for that? Uh, I was completely under. And what, um, what did they what, what did they give you to take home? What's what's, what's uh, going what's, on in ankle you surgery? You know, I think actually they're um, they're getting better with like the whole opiate kind of, uh, you know, distribution thing. Because. Uh, I, it's you know I'll I'll say this I actually didn't enjoy it the the being all hopped up on meds it it just yeah. like it, it first of all it irritated the hell out of my stomach and we will talk about some basketball here folks um, <laughs> it irritated the hell out of my stomach so I went from the like kind of like no carb diet to yeah. an all carb diet <laughs> at all times nice. Nice. I asked for any carb you could give me nice. and I and you know what's crazy I lost all the weight already. Um, yeah. somehow, I don't know how, um, but I did, I, I ate so freaking bad for 30 straight days and, 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 and I hate to admit it. Like I, I, I was having beer at the, at the end of it. I wasn't really drinking during the first couple weeks, but yeah. as the, the holidays got into high gear and I was like, not taking that many pain pills. I was like, all right, fuck my, <laughs> pardon the language, screw my liver. I don't care. I'm going to have this beer. So I had beer. I had cake. I had ice cream. I had pie. I had. At, at, some, at some point, did you just say, hey, uh, get me a bag of wheat and some refined <laughs> sugar and just, put it, Dude, just cut them open and like spoonfuls <laughs> of flour. No water. <laughs> no water. Wash it up. Hey, you can make your own bread. Give me a spoonful of flour and a beer. And I'm going to make bread in my mouth. Uh. Oh, we could keep going on and on with this. But, you know, it's uh, it, it. So that's why, on my end, at least, it was stupid to promise a show the following week because I didn't get a whole lot done. I mean, the good, the upside of it was I was stuck on the couch and there was really no reason not to have basketball on 24 seven. There you go. So there I go. did more kind of like film work and more Twitter stuff than I've done yeah. in a bit. See, I need so I need I need something like that. I need a reason that my wife will allow me to sit on the couch so I can get more balling. Because I was I've been like, it's been tough. It's been tough trying to catch games lately. I've been just trying to piece things together through highlights and box scores. So, well, um, you and everybody else, and right. and I, I mean, I really think that like you know when we talk basketball analysis these days, it's how do I say this? There's a lot of bad basketball analysis out there. Um, Indeed. People are not watching games just sort of in general because it's too hard for all the reasons that you just outlined. Um, but people like to get out there and act like they're watching all these games. Yeah. And, and, and I'll truth be told, though, I mean, the product itself ain't great right now. We could talk about that at a different maybe next show or something, but there's a lot of bad basketball being played <laughs> right now. Do you think that's um, injury related? Do you think that's I think it's, every, I it's think everything, it's, right? I think it's a little bit of injury. Because I feel like analytics. there's a lot of talent in the league. Yeah, no, I'm talking about just team winning basketball. Like there's 
way too many crazy blowouts and way too many lost leads. Yeah. Because people are just not teams just don't know how to play. And then there's no consistency because of the injuries, semi because of the culture, because of the sports performance division of your organization. I can't. You're going to send me off a cliff with that stuff because it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. I, you know, <laughs> I, well, it's getting out of hand and normally, okay, but this reminds me of this one Twitter account. Uh, I think it's blazer banter. Uh, they always tweet something about like a person or a player has to do what's best for them. And they do it with the emoji of the crying eyes because yeah. like everybody on Twitter, basically like they're, they're, players don't, either need to be tough anymore or they shouldn't be tough anymore and they need to do what's best for their for them you know and but it's turned into this coddling sort of like kind of bs thing like like you can't criticize players anymore um even though like the players themselves are like yeah i don't care we're professional athletes we get paid to do this if we play bad you should be you know mentioning that like You know, they're not sad about being criticized, but like half right. of Twitter is is soft like yeah. that. And so that one account always makes fun of that. And I love yeah. them for that because it, um, you know, it makes me happy. I don't know why. Anyway, um, the the culture of rest is it's it, it's beyond it's beyond like anything that I mean, how are you going to like. And it's not necessarily the athlete's fault. It's like you know, if you 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 you, you go for a rebound and you come down on someone's foot, and your ankle's hurting, and you go and you go to the sideline. It's a tight game. It's the fourth quarter. You go back in. You tough through it. You help your team. The next day at practice, some person comes up to you. And they're like, hey, "How's your ankle feeling?" Oh, you know, it's about seventy percent. Shut him down. Shut him down. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and mind you, know? you, <laughs> you played on you've played on this injury your entire life. You know what I'm saying? And you're not even we're not even talking about you going. You might be off, but just because you said that, they're gonna shut you down for a week and not even give it a chance to get to the next game to see if you could perform. You know, it's crazy. There and it's there's crazy. there's a lot of competing interests involved here. And I want to quickly give you a little background on cause cause does his own speed training stuff as a college sprinter. You have a, a tremendous amount of background in how bodies work. So um, it's not like you're just some dude on the couch. That's like, you right. know, hey, you know, just tough it out, you know, just that, that whole line. And, and I'll just say from my work over the last three years, getting back from the repetitive stress injury, I've talked about a little bit on the show, which, has kept me from typing. I had to rework my whole body. Anyway, long story short, I go to about four different PT style appointments per week and they've been educating me on my body for about three years now. Um, so I understand the, the way that like an ankle could lead to a thing on the knee or like, you know, the chain right. of events that can occur right. if things aren't right. Um, but what's different about this is you've got guys like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, right. you know, this is a team that at one point about three weeks ago, we're going to kind of talk about a championship. This is a championship episode in a little bit. We got a little, we got some subtopics. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the nets um, with Kevin Durant's injury. We're going to talk about the Pelicans with Zion, um, maybe sprinkle in some, some trade talk as we're getting to that time of year. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, the warriors. My God, the warriors. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's a fun time in the NBA, like in the sense that there's so much ambiguity about who's going to win it all. And and what I was going to say a second ago is that about three weeks ago, the Clippers, the Clippers were the odds on favorite for the championship. <laughs> and I kept looking at the odds like, huh, what, how, why? I don't understand. But, again, you know, it's obviously those two players. Um, but those two guys, it feels like their camps and them, them, they themselves have said, we're playing 40 games this year. We're going to gear up for the, the playoffs. <laughs> you know, like we're not going to put yeah. any mile, no mileage, no wear and tear. And we're just going to yeah. get geared up, make a run from the seven seed or something. Yeah. And like, how often does that happen? You know, like, I mean, it's one of those things. 
the whole idea of turning on the switch and you can look at last year's and you can look at all the injuries that the Warriors faced, but they have so much like tread on they have so much tread on the tires. They have so much championship callus. It wasn't like they them flipping a switch. It wasn't like they were playing bad throughout the year. They just were injured. They had legit injuries. And then they were able to come together healthy at the end of the year. But this whole idea that you're going to just chill into the like sixth or seventh spot all year long and turn it on, that's like, that doesn't happen. I mean, I can't, I can't think of that ever happening in the NBA. I mean, that, that one six seed that won that second Houston title, that was because they acquired Clyde Drexler at the trade deadline. <laughs> I mean, that's. I was that's having a, bit, a lot of those that, thoughts. <laughs> The, that's a little bit different than that's not that's not flipping a switch. They were a team that was kind of plateauing, and then they were able to add a Hall of Famer to the mix that kind of recharged everybody. That wasn't they didn't like okay we're all of a sudden gonna play well. They weren't they just weren't playing well because they were kind of at a at a stalling point. They added Clyde Drexler, who was super hungry, great player, and he took him over the top. But there's no, there's no bad team or some lower, some lower seated team that's really good that just decides they're going to play well in the playoffs and win. That never happens. Man, you, I don't even know which way to spin this because, like, on one hand, adding a Clyde Drexler did what it did. That could fall under. What could a team do at the deadline to be uh-huh. that team? I also think when you're talking about these unique strategies like the Clippers who are like, let's just get these guys through 40 games and then, you know, we'll gear them up in April or something. Or, or maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll just sit them through April and then they can just show up at the gym and, you know, see if they can make a few buckets. I don't know. I mean, because we could we could do a deep dive on the Clippers, but I don't think we're going to do that. But like the strategies we've seen lately have been pretty like almost moonshots. Sorry for those yeah. Slack notifications, uh, folks. But like Brooklyn, Brooklyn's on the docket tonight, uh, today to talk here. And they decided they were going to just pair like the worst possible pairings in the world. But with the upside of a Kyrie Irving, with the upside of Kevin Durant, um, Ben Simmons now in the mix, um, you know, moonshot like that, that team decided, hey, let's see if we can do that. And now they've won, you know, prior to losing the other night, but they had gotten up to like 10 straight wins. And um, had gotten so so called back on track. I think there's asterisks everywhere with that. But um, we could also talk about the Warriors since we just brought them up. Um, Teams that could make a move at the deadline. I'm going to move that to the bottom of the board because I think there are some teams that don't really fall under this championship construct. Um, and, and, And one last thing I was thinking of is teams that make trajectory moves like they, they're gonna they're gonna put their chips in the middle have we ever seen a team that has won anything worthwhile like you know made it to a conference finals or, or maybe just won it all who's bad defensively or yeah. has a bad defensive center yeah that's something that's locally i i've been wondering about yeah just can it happen like right. can you I started thinking about who's won over the last 15 years, 20 years. Who's had, who's won with a bad defensive center? Yeah. That's can you, good, can you um, think of one? Cause I can't. Uh, not, I'm just trying to look at the bulk of the champion. I was yet. thinking like those bulls teams, like, with no, like, they weren't. No, they were good because there was still a lot of post-up centers, so you still had good position defenders like Luke Longley and um, Weddington. They could body up, and their strategy those those Bulls teams the last three were built to defeat Shaq. So they had like five centers. So they're like, we got you know thirty fouls that we're going to use and throw in a Rodman there. So they didn't maybe have a dominant. Um, rim protector on those teams but they you they had phenomenal perimeter defense with jordan and pippen and then they had great position defenders so bad center i I don't know a bad defensive center i I mean it because it feels like like the nba is all about variance right now you mentioned this earlier about no lead is safe an article i forget uh fred katz maybe of the athletic came out with some data on that no lead is safe and teams are giving Mm -hmm. up leads left and right and i think it's funny because they're all pointing to the three-point shot as 
the kind of this easy low-hanging fruit like you made 10 percent one night and the other night you made 50 and so you won the game that you shot 50 percent on and you lost the game you shot on 10 and it's just all dumb luck you know that kind of thing yeah. your point was more the style that's leading to the the points you know yeah falling I mean, off the board you- yeah, because you hear it all the time. It's like, you know, and I hear it a lot when I've talked to, like, high school, you know, coaches, people are father, like, oh, well, you know, you, you tried to trade uh, trade twos for threes, and, and obviously the team with the threes won. But if you have an 18-point lead in the fourth quarter, it, it probably would behoove you to sprinkle in some twos. I mean, how many, how many, I mean, how many times do you watch a game these days where a team is in the penalty with, like, four or five minutes left and they go to the line like once or twice that used to never happen like that doesn't really happen with veteran championship teams but now they're in the penalty five minutes left everyone's still shooting threes in a league where they call anything (laughs) you know we're in a league that this time this time in basketball you can't touch anybody and yet still they'll they'll chuck up threes then a team makes a little run and gets back you know, so it's it's so it's just really the the actual what's worked how how to win a basketball game has gone so far by the wayside in the regular season anyway that it's just like it's just crazy. It's just like the idea that like we we shot seventy percent from the th- from three in the first half means that we should chuck up the exact same amount. It's like the craziest thing in the world to me, you know, but it's, it's the, I think it's the style of the players too. Like guys aren't learning how to play inside the three point line. So they're, it's like, okay, I'm on the court with five players who naturally just scatter to the three point line anytime they get a chance. Right. So there's nothing inside the three point line to go to. So I'll do what I'm good at. And it's usually something of a tempo three that's not on tempo you know right right yeah. you can make the, it with your the, feet set but you can't do it with a guy that's right in your face so yeah the rushed the rushed three-pointer on a fast break on a like you know a secondary break it's like the amount of those shots that go up now is absolutely crazy well and i you mean see, absolutely crazy you see bad players doing it yeah, and all you hear is about the skill, the skill, the skill of today's player. Okay, that's they they have so much skill they can't do a, a pump fake and take one dribble and two dribbles inside the line. I mean, like you, Paul Pierce is going to the Hall of Fame because of the elbow jumper, guys. Like he could shoot, like he could really shoot. He's a pure shooter. He's going. Kobe Bryant is going to the Hall of Fame because from eighteen feet. Michael Jordan, the majority of the shot, the, the points he scored was. Well, 18 feet and you speaking know, like, of, speaking of locally Deion, Darren Fox has mastered that shot and, <laughs> and 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 it's um it's created tempo for that offense and tempo to me is the thing like it's the it's the everything of like both sides of the ball when you have tempo on offense you have five defenders who are just so frustrated they can't keep up with it they get jumpy like they, yeah. they completely lose their integrity. They overhelp. They underhelp. They just they're not on a string. Everything was wide open, and that's because of tempo. You know, the minute you lose the tempo, everybody settles in and they reset and they go, "Okay, I got this." Right. Um, and then defensively, same thing. If you have somebody behind you that you know is getting targeted every single play down the floor, you know, speaking of Sacramento, because this is a topic locally here. And everybody's like, well, well, why, why, why are we the 25th ranked defense in the league? You know, that's like they, they, they can't figure it out. They, they point to Montes Sabonis' stats and they go, well, well, look, he's, he's, the team is better with him on the floor than when he's off the floor. How could it be him on defense? And it's like, well, if you watch, they're attacking him every time for a reason, you know, and the, the entire defense is collapsing because they know he's going to be beat. So everything's open. It's like you could take your pick. You could you could go at the overhelp that that's coming, you know, because they they know he's going to get attacked. You could go anywhere else with it, and so that tempo on the defensive side of the floor is is another thing. Um, this started as a conversation about variance, and I think these teams are taking moonshots to get 
like a shot at a title because they're like if we're gonna put chips in the middle you know we got to do whatever it takes to make this chips in the middle worth it um because the alternative to that would be tanking for somebody like Wembenyana. it's kind of like teams are only doing the super extreme you know one or the other and then, then at the same time we're seeing some weird stuff where the the play-in game is keeping certain teams interested in in aiming for the eight nine ten slot yeah um so the you know, playing game. The, the the deadline is is a big deal. But let here, let's knock a couple things off. Let's talk Durant. Let's talk Zion real quick. Um, these two teams are intriguing. I like New Orleans a lot. Like I I, I think that they're totally a championship contender. Um, I think they've they've got like a, a just a flat out ton of riches on that team. I mean, like eight, nine, and ten are, are pretty damn good for that squad you know the jose alvarado's Najee marshall is 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 doing Najee marshall things now that they're all banged up and injured herb jones is you, you, like you know you know someone's a, a good player when you could say their name and things if they have their own things in a positive way you know that 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 guy's moving in the right direction you know that dude he he did what he's doing right now when new orleans had no players <laughs> or less players i should say and so to see him come in and do it now, I mean, it just kind of makes sense because they're a better team overall. So he has more help, you know, so he's more effective. And, you know, they got Jose Alvarado, who is like just straight up giving it to Chris Paul whenever those two guys play, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. Those are hilarious. Though. I, I mean, funny. I don't think it'd be as funny if it wasn't Chris Paul. <laughs> Because he, you know, he's like the guy that's asking for that kind of treatment, you know. (laughs) And there's Jose Alvarado willing to give it. (laughs) It's just awesome. It's that Uh, that whole thing's great. Alvarado's great to watch um, and legitimately talented. And, um, you know, he proved it in the playoffs last year and he's proving it this year uh, in season. And so Zion's out. Um, Ingram, speaking of load management, I think that's what's going on with him. which yeah. is very frustrating for my fantasy teams, but <laughs> I don't know um, if the the Pelicans care because they're like our eight, nine, and ten guys can take us to wins. We might as well rest. Yeah. Um, but Zion is sort of the trajectory is is peaking again. Um, yeah. He's unstoppable. Yeah. I'll just say he, that. He, he is, and he's more importantly, which you know, I hope that he gets, you know, the full rest. And hamstrings are tricky, especially with a guy like that. Um, he's demoralizing. Mm. It's he's demoralizing when you when you, like there's the few times I've been able to watch him like over like a quarter or something, especially in the second half. He's like. He's like Derrick Henry, the running back for the Titans. That's like a thousand pounds, and like people always talk about, like that he he's faster, and the and he's not faster. Everyone else is just tired of tackling him, and like that's with Zion. Like d- d- what's his name, uh, Russell, on the minute after that Minnesota game was complaining, saying that he gets to play football, and because he made that pass, and he and he you know Zion still Zion didn't foul the guy. The guy just made a business decision and decided I don't want to. I don't want to run into that guy again. He had, <laughs> the guy had been screened too many too many times and had to bump him on cuts too many times. And so that last play, Russell threw that ball and Zion darted for it. I mean, there was a little bit of a, some contact, but he certainly wasn't a foul on Zion. And you know, Russell not wanting to take accountability for his pass or that his player didn't move, you know, said it was the ref's fault for letting him play. But that's that's the kind of effect that he has. He's just demoralizing when you, you can't handle a guy like that for 40 minutes, not it, by yourself. <laughs> and, and he's got this one move that I, I just, I can't get enough of it. It's he lifts up on the move so he's you know it's almost like you know he's going left he's gonna maybe shake you right but he's definitely going left but (laughs) he gets you just moving that's all it takes you don't even have any hope at all he gets you moving he jumps into you and it doesn't matter if there's verticality involved because at the best case you're gonna go backwards and there will be no foul call like right. it's not going to be a charge. I mean, you have to flop it. You have to really flop because he's not yeah. he's not doing enough like 
chicken wing elbow stuff. Right, right. It's just he's going straight up and down, but there's just <laughs> enough contact, and that's all it takes is the smallest amount of contact. You're going to go backwards at best, right. and, and, and the defenders aren't even doing that, I think, because they're so braced to for the contact. Right. That, that yeah. And, and that, if they tried to sell the flop at that point, it's going to look so bad. Right. So he yeah. goes up and then he has this scoop. So he's still elevating and the guys, the defenders all the way, you know, on the other side of the floor, it feels like, but like he's still elevating and they can just lay it in. Yeah. It's just unstoppable. Um, it'd be yeah, like he's... if Shaq was mobile. Well, Shaq was mobile, but <laughs> he didn't, he was, he was closer to the rim. So his moves are different, but that same, like, you know, that's why his spin moves were so devastating. Cause if you're Vlade Divox or, you know, whoever, you're just bracing yourself for that first hit. And then you, you feel it. He bumps you a foot. Then you brace yourself again and you're just leaning forward. And then he's, he's spinning and I, gone. I got something for you that, that I think will piss off some Kings fans is I was watching NBA TV had some Kings. I forget whoever like, Oh, it was Pacers Kings Pacers overtime game from that era. like, 2001 or something uh, and Vlade Diva I don't think he could hang in today's NBA <laughs> uh, I don't know man he looks so slow I mean everything like you know the, the, I think the whole could this player play at that period of time and this player play at that I think it's so overdone like you know like his skill set certainly fits in the in today's NBA probably more so than, more so than that era but like they act like if, you know, you know, they, they say like, oh, look how slow uh, Kareem's running up the, the floor. And it's like Kareem would have access to every single Three training, point training regimen. regimen. And yeah, yeah, no. and, and that's have. actually so it, it's kind of funny. Like, do they think like they think like, yes, yeah, sure. If you put like maybe not Kareem, but some like a lesser player, if you took Rick Smith and pulled him out of the, the, like, the it, 90s <laughs> and dropped him right in today's NBA. Yeah, he'd probably be a little out of sorts, but he wouldn't. He would be doing yoga and working on hip mobility, not smoking all, cigarettes, not smoking <laughs> cigarettes. You know, all those things. So it's uh, and it, that's as ridiculous as the people that say like today's players are so soft. Like, you know, yeah, maybe like Jordan Poole couldn't play with physical the physicality of the '90s because we we saw what happened in the playoffs. But certainly. Steph Curry and everyone else, that'd just be the way they were brought up. So, of course, they'd still be great. So, that, that whole thing is just, I don't know, it, it, it's just, a, it's like its like the angry old men and then the, the cocky young guys all, you know, saying how bad the other generation is. And it's like, great players are great, you know? I, I, just, I, 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 I will give that point. I will, I will, I will, t- I will take my body diva I couldn't play in today's NBA, which I was a joking when I said that. But just the, the idea of the left to right, you know, the pick and roll defense. I don't think he could do. He'd have to quit smoking, at minimum. He'd have to, and that, at the minimum, he'd have to quit smoking. And, but that was, but that, that I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Know, was, and that's kind of your, you. You made the point for me that I was noticing the other day. With uh, there's a lot of players who are thin. Like it feels like they're purposely thin now. Like yeah. this, they've been told, "Hey, you need to like look like a stretch four, even though you're a five. Because right. we need you out at the three-point line. We need you to be able to cover these pick and rolls. We need you to be out, out on the perimeter, able to switch. And, like, I was looking at Damian Jones. You know, he looks like – I can't even recognize the dude. He, he, he looks like a, a skinny four right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and he can't play. And I'm like, did you get told that the only way you're going to get minutes is if you're, like, a backup four or something? Like – what's going on with you? Cause he had, he looked pretty good in Sacramento last year. Um, isn't getting any minutes this year, you know, and they're running out of players in, in a certain respect over, um, in Los Angeles. So players are getting thinner is my point there. Um, so Zion, um, that injury, obviously, you know, it's not a big deal playoff wise. Um, or is it, I mean, does anything with this injury, change your opinion on these guys new orleans uh, you have them as high as i have them they're really good they're really good and i think what intrigues me 
about a deep push is, you know, a lot of their, you know, kind of wing defense and their length with, you know, Jones and, um, you know, uh, Ingram's long and much improved and Alvarado. So if you're talking about the Warriors, if you're talking about um, Denver, they definitely have the, the bodies and the people to make life difficult for the guys that you need life to be difficult for. And then you have, like, they're, like, Zion is, the only thing would be, like, he's got to get, he's got to have that hamstring completely healed. I mean, that, I mean, it's a hamstring, right? Did we determine yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. So hamstrings are funny. They're just like, it kind of, depending on the severity of the pull, it kind of, it's hard to trust them. And so much of his game is so high flying, but he, he might have to temper that down for a while until he really until he's really ready to go but um if he's healthy yeah they they could come out of the west they really could i i I, I didn't think i'd be saying that but but they really they're really deep and they're really in sync with each other and everyone does their job and yeah they're 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 tough i'm excited to see him just in the playoff atmosphere you know like after they get out of the first round and then like in a second round game like what's that look like because um brandon ingram he looked like a world beater, like top five NBA player in the playoffs. And, yeah, you know, to have two of them, if, if that's yeah. how it goes. And CJ looked great in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, for what he is, you know, as long yeah, as CJ, you... CJ, he's going to be he's going to do CJ things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had a great yeah, quote. He said, like, do you think you're an all star this year? He says, I get paid like an all star. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, dude. I love it. Is there a guy in the league that's like so like more in tune with themselves and where they fit in the world? Like he's just like <laughs> who cares if an all star? See my paycheck, but <laughs> who cares? Uh, it's it's great. Uh getting getting Look off the people cars, pleasing. <laughs> Look at my cars. Do you think I care if I'm an all star? <laughs> Just own uh, it. Just own it. Just um, own it, man. Own Dur- it. Let's go to Durant. Durant, um, you know, bad luck knee injury. Said, yeah. said every single one of my fantasy squads. That might be a theme this year. <laughs> um, they were really, I mean, obviously they were winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Kyrie is Kyrie. I mean, we talk about Kyrie so much that I'm just like, bleh. Yeah. Kyrie. Um, uh, Simmons. You notice anything different with these guys? I mean, I think they got tired of hearing about how bad they are. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely during this streak, uh, you know, you know, sometimes you need to reset, you know, especially, and I don't know Kyrie or anything, but I, I feel like that there might be some people around him that maybe are too much of yes people. And I think maybe what he's gone through is, helped him to reset a little bit and just kind of focus in on, you know, his basketball, which he, let's say he's not focused, but like, you know, he's, he's just maybe a little less of everything else going on and, you know, doing what he does. And I, and I, I don't know if how that, this is going to be an opportunity to see if that kind of transfers over to, you know, his leadership, because, you know, we know that when he's the best player on a team, it doesn't necessarily go well. And so um, that's what I'm more interested in um, with him was, is when that he's, you know, the undisputed guy, you know, how is that going to, um, how's that going to translate into how everyone else kind of falls into place? Can he lead them? Can he, can he do the little things? Is he going to be getting on the floor more? Is he going to, you know, is he going to be re- getting in you know chipping big guys to get help get rebounds i mean like that kind of stuff you know is he is he going to take that on um time will tell we'll see here's um, here's a good one for you what's going to be the story with ben simmons and i was just kind of curious how he's been doing the last 10 games or so oh god Do, 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 do 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 you have the numbers i have the numbers okay all right brace yourselves Okay. He's averaging six points, six yes. rebounds, and six assists. So yes. if you're a fan of the 666, Ben Simmons has you covered. So there's that. Then <laughs> the dude is shooting Jesus. 8% from the foul line. Eight, Wait, eight, no, that's not real. Eight. 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 
8% from the foul so line. So how many times did he go? He's gone 1.2 times per game. <laughs> In the last 11 games. Jeez. He's shooting 8% from the foul line. Oh my god. I mean... On one yeah. attempt a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He went like I, one for 11 or something. Uh, yeah, that's a tough... I mean, that's such a tough situation. Like, I mean... What's the exit plan there? I mean, you've got Kevin Durant till 2026. 20, Kyrie's a free agent, but you're locked in with Ben till 2025. Who's going to trade for that guy? I'd say the I Kings, mean, but they're smart now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart like somebody enough, somebody bro. took Vivek to like an alternate arena and an alternate team, and he's running that team over there, but he thinks it's the real team, and he just doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that dude's just not interested in being very good so it's, it's one of those things it wouldn't matter if he wasn't making I, I, I love jeremy sochin in in san antonio he started um shooting free throws like all one-handed like uh, maybe even offhand like he's trying yeah. anything yeah uh, um, i mean i, I want to see somebody go to the rick barry thing like dude why, just what, do it what's like what make like what makes you think that that is like shooting like 70 percent rick barry style is worse than shooting eight <laughs> percent. Being afraid to go. Somebody to the try line. to bowl the thing up there. I don't care. Like I don't care. Hit it off your head. I don't know. Like <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Pirtle in um, San Antonio is shooting like forty percent or something on like six attempts per game. He should be bowling it up there. He right. should. They can punt it if if the yes. rules allow it. You could try yeah. to kick it up there. I don't care. Yeah. Go like yeah. Maybe you have to use the backboard. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to be prideful about when you're bad at it. You know. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you have any pride in that? Like, oh, I don't want to look like that. Like, look like what? The guy that the guy making thirty five million shooting eight percent. You would be, and especially in this day and age, like he would be a hero. Oh God, are you kidding me? That's like the I mean, easiest PR boost in the history of PR oh, boosts. Easy money, easy money, man. He'd be selling everything if he could do that. NBA but. players, call us. We'll be your agent. We'll take what is Seriously. it? Five, ten percent. We'll take your ten percent. We'll take your ten. We got good advice here at the Cotton Brew Show. I mean, that would. Re I mean, that's it's it's part joking, but that you know how like you know companies like a gimmick and stuff like that. If Ben Simmons walked up there and started Rick Barry in the ball, whoever he's with, Nike, whatever, they'd have a whole slew of ads. You know, they, there's so many different ways you can go with that thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, my brain's spinning now. And and, yeah. and, and Ben Simmons, call the Cosm Bruce show. <laughs> Don't listen to any he, past episodes. He could, hey, he could get on that. He can get on that. Um, And, and Cosm Brew fans marked this that. If Ben Simmons started to do that, uh, do the underhand Rick Barry, he could get on those uh, those progressive commercials where you're trying to be like your parents, you know, and they can have Ben Simmons up there with a bunch of players from like the 50s and stuff. Oh, you can get <laughs> Rick Barry in an ad. Get Rick Barry in there. Everybody come loves on. that. Come on. Come on, guys. This is easy money right here. Easy I, money. I had a Rick Barry comment that I kept inside my body and I just didn't say it. And I'm proud of myself. Good job. Good job. It would have been needlessly mean. Um, so, but... The Nets, like, at the time they were winning 10 in a row or whatever it was, I think it was 11, um, people started believing again yeah. in the Nets, and that added yet another contender. Um, I think the point you made about Kyrie as leader, because you can't really lead from the sideline. Like, Durant could lead from the sideline, but, like, you can't yeah. really lead from the sideline. So yeah. now you take on the identity of Kyrie, Simmons becomes more prominent, sort of. I don't even know if I can say that with a straight face, but like, you know, it's going to change their dynamic and it's going to probably correspond with some sort of like five and five, you know, over the 10 games. Right. It's something and like that. That would be okay. I mean, that would be fine, <laughs> you know, for them. If they get out of there, you know. I think it takes exactly. about a month out of their ability to gel as a. Yes. as a team and so yes. what does that leave them with after say february 15th you know two months after that so yeah. they, they they've now shrunk their season down to a two-month time frame to really gel and right. and this 
this the season is weird. Like, there's the first 20 games. We'll break it into quarters. The first 20 games, older championship contending teams don't care. Um, and, and players are literally playing their way in the shape. And so a really motivated team in the first 20 games can come out and do damage. Right. Then that next 20 games is, to me, a little bit more of a realistic um you know, like a uh, sample of what teams are, but it's still early and you still have teams that are holding out as far as like putting their best effort in. I think that following quarter sort of after yeah. the trade deadline, it gets, you, that's probably the best basketball of the year in the regular yeah. season. And then that last quarter, you got all the tankers and everybody's given up. Yeah. And so you don't really get a good sample. So it's like, does I think the Nets get maybe one more month to really... Yeah test themselves and gel right um maybe they could do it in that last quarter as well but yeah because there does there is some jockeying for positioning that's going to be going on so some good teams will be going pretty hard um if they feel like there's you know a higher seed that's um you know in arms uh, reach and that mixed with the tanking with the tankers you know you can make up some ground um pretty quickly in that last quarter if you're a good team um but yeah we'll see but it definitely this is not a team that really need that can afford it i think is what you're trying to say Let's, you know they, yeah that's and it's because i want to i want to aim up at the sort of like championship level and so i'm going to start to exclude some teams from discussion here uh toronto chicago atlanta miami indy oh yeah. new york all out no chance whatsoever um and that's so it's like cleveland philly milwaukee brooklyn boston that's the order from five to one right now brooklyn at number two is this is the 10 game winning streak or whatever it was and the um did, did that show you enough to 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 say brooklyn has a puncher's chance and if so did the injury to durant derail that conversation uh no, I mean they always have a puncher's chance because of those guys, but those you don't really win conference championships with haymakers, and you know it, the 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 issues whether the issues if Durant comes back with time, I mean their issues why why I wouldn't pick them are still there their depth and their defense. You know, are, those are those haven't gone anywhere. You know, whether he's there or not. So I think that you know they would just need you know a lot of help to to get out of the East. By help, I'm I'm talking about unfortunately probably catastrophic injury to a a, a key player on you know Boston or Milwaukee or something, and you know, and that's another. Yeah, you know, I just I, they're just not to me. They're not a championship team. Plain and simple. They're not a championship team. So speak, um, speak, uh, speaking of championship teams, I want to shift this over to the Warriors. Um, and we'll keep up with Brooklyn because it's interesting. Like, it's if they have a puncher's chance, then they're interesting to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you in the sense that, like, I can't bet on that. I can't, you know, like, I don't look at it as 60-40 against the Bucks or the, the Celtics. You know, I look at it as, like, they have a 10% chance. 20% right, yeah. chance against yeah. those teams. Right. Um, so to, for, for them to get interesting, I would need them to get back healthy and, and play well in that third quarter of the season to, to start putting it in the 30 to 40% where it's like 30 to 40% is a decent chance. Like sure, sure. You, you, you can have a few things go your way and right. you don't need 10 things to go your way. Right. And uh, right. so the nets then become interesting for a v- variety of reasons. Um, Shifting back over to the Warriors, you've been worried about them all year. <laughs> you asked me if yeah. I was worried about the Warriors yet. And yeah. I, I think I, I'm worried about them in the sense that, like, I look at Clay and Dre and I, and I go, those dudes are declining. Yeah, well defensively defensively yeah that's because I, I, clay can sit out there and shoot jumpers all day and make them with his eyes closed right right um right. you're not counting on him to do much off the dri- to the dribble drive he's he's right. he's gonna be whatever he is um yeah but defensively dre especially because he's had to be, be so good to to yeah. make them what they are yeah losing a step 
I mean, in the playoffs, he'll get respect from the refs. He'll, he'll, you know, I think he'll be close to what he's been in the past. But, like, what's he fallen off by? 10%? 20? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he'll make up for it with his mind. I think the, the big issue is, to me, is just that the, the, the failure of them – and the James Wiseman, because I, I know that that was a huge part. They could they could maybe act like it wasn't, but I know they expected him to be playing, you know, ten to fifteen minutes a game, and having some sort of rim protection there, you know. And and he's just they've just completely. I, I, I'm getting sick of in sports blaming nineteen year olds for <laughs> them not being professional, you know. Like at some point, if you're gonna, you can't assume it's 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 not reasonable to assume that you're going to draft a 19 year old with the mentality of Kobe or Garnett or John Morant. You're probably drafting a James Wiseman. You're probably going to draft a Zion. That's going to eat himself to death. You're pro- those are the, that's what 19 year olds do. Not because they're not professional, not because, because they're 19. And so I think that just treating a 19 year old and saying like, Hey, you got a bunch of bunch of money. Be a pro. It's 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 not reasonable, and so now they find themselves in a situation where they've taken away arguably the best premier defender in the league, and Juan Toscano Anderson was the absolute dog, and now you have no rim protection. Looney's knees are you know Looney's knees, so he's not going to get any more time, and then Draymond's physically not as good as he was, and Clay can't stay in front of people as much, so it's just kind of a recipe for like a team not being able to perform. I mean, if you look at how they look at their record, right? They're five hundred, like, but the way they're five hundred is like home, they're good. And then on the road, they're terrible. And that's what young teams do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you're if you're a young team and you've got a bunch of high draft picks and you you like trying to come up, the first thing you try to establish is like, do we want to make it super hard for anybody to come in our building? And you kind of hang your hat on that. That's not really what championship teams are supposed to be, you know, kind of performing like, right? No, you'd expect a little more consistency in the road, but it's all it's all embedded in their defense. They can't really stop anybody. <laughs> well, and, and it's Jordan Poole. Let's just kind of cut to the to the chase with this. Like he's he needed to be the guy, you know, like and, and when, when I say he needed to be like, I mean, like to sustain injuries the way they have to like Andrew Wiggins. Um, yeah. You know, to, to lift up uh, Clay, who's, you know, basically playing back into shape, you know, to, right. to, to survive that. You needed a Jordan Poole to really be good. And he's right. not a defender. He just flat out yeah. isn't a defender. Like, right. it's just like no question. You knew that going right. into the season. So he has to be very good offensively to make up for it. And yeah. he's been terrible. And it's probably because he got cracked in the head. I mean, I can't. Well, I I mean, you got to put some responsibility on him outside of that for that. Um, but like, he just has played scared to me. They were calling Palm, you know, uh, carrying on him constantly. It like took away all of his favorite stuff. Um, yeah. And then I don't think he felt like he had the green light to go out there and just sort of shoot freely the way that he wanted to early on in the year. It was like, maybe they were trying to be too nice to each other or something. Um, given the drama on the team and and, and to their credit it feels like they've made it work he and Dre Um, yeah I mean I'd imagine I mean they're both I mean I'd imagine that they'll hold it together but it's it's it was such I mean I I don't care what I can't wait you know in 10 in 10 years we'll have the 30 for 30 on it Um, (laughs) but and find out really what it is but like you you just can't respect someone that, that does cold, that. Cold, cold clocks you in the head, and you clearly don't respect a person if you just go up and cold clock them. So <laughs> it's not. I mean, people could talk all they want about like fights and stuff that happen at practice. I mean, like 
we've played basketball where people have gotten into like physical altercations. It's usually a pretty spontaneous thing. You know, it's not like, you know, that was like <laughs> calm and collective. <laughs> you talking, you're talking, it was I'm a gonna cheap walk shot. Over here. I'm going to walk over here and bust you in your head because you're smaller than me. It, you know? it was also how hard he hit him. Yeah, like, I mean, like it was. I mean, what could he? What could he have said that would deserve that? That wouldn't deserve a like push you up against the wall or something like that, you know? Like so. To, so to me, like th- there's no way that their relationship will ever be the same. Now that doesn't mean that they can't win a championship. It just means that like <laughs> you're not. You might in tough times. Maybe you're not gonna have each other's back the way that you should. It, it just is another pressure point on a bad equation when you don't have the defenders and you don't have the players not having Wiggins is so huge for them. Yeah. But, he's, he's still, I mean, he's been back for what two games maybe, but, and he'll be fine. But that, that is another, again, cause he was their one guy. He was their best defender. <laughs> so he's I, out. I, I think that's why they are bad right now is all of the things that we've discussed. And so in my mind, I go, all right, Wiggins will come back, you know, and and you kind of got to have to assume general health first. You know, you can't just be like, yeah, somebody else is going to get hurt and that's going to be that. And we're just going to rule these guys out like healthy. They're going to be, I I think that they like, I think they're going to perform at like an eight out of their 10, you know, what out of their 10, out of their 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It might be good enough. But when you look across at like Memphis, I go, I don't know if it's good enough for them, you know, against them. And that's even without DeAnthony Melton, which I, I'm like still shocked that they got rid of that guy. They still have the bodies after him to bring talented players from the eight, nine and ten slots to be good. You know, the John yeah. Conchars and the uh, the Santi Aldamas, like these guys are legitimately good basketball players coming in in those eight and eight, nine and ten roles. And and you got Jaw out there doing Jaw stuff. I, I, I do I do worry about them mentally a little bit. They might be they they might they're a little too young act, with their with their actions and the way they like what's important to them. They need to focus on basketball a little more. Against the, I mean, they went out there and got their doors blown off, you know, by Golden State, and it's like. They, they got to stop that, you know, well, they're hung up the, on that. I mean, John, they, they got, they all got good. Job fire back at Dre that. on his pod and, or and, something. And it's yeah. like, dude, just, just, just go, dude, go win. Like, like, like clay or whatever, go win a championship and you could talk all summer. Hey, it, it's better than, <laughs> it's better than in Sacramento where they, all they do is talk about the fouls. Literally. Right. They, they literally are that they can't stop talking about the fouls. It's like, if you want to be a championship ball game or ball team, you're not, talking about fouls and you're not you're not like reliving last year's beatdown, right you know if anything you're you're messing with their minds you know like i think that's what dre's doing right now with all his stuff and and they need to but they need to just they need to to focus on the ball and let let that happen but um i do so mentally you know we dylan brooks could get all Dylan Brooksy and start, you know, taking shots. They got, they're a long, I'm not confident. I'm not confident. Everybody knows what you mean too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not confident in their ability to execute in tight situations yet against good teams in the playoffs that I'm not, they're they're right there. They're they're smelling it. They're right there. And maybe, you know, maybe they can turn it and get it ready. But like, I, I feel like there's still another playoffs away. Like I can see them dominating the Warriors for like, seven games and losing like so you know New like Orleans and four well no, no I could see them dominating and winning three games by like 20 points and then losing games and then all of the Warriors wins being like three or four yeah <laughs> you know that that's that's the kind of thing where the I Warriors look like a vastly inferior team the whole time but they just the know how to win time, and they just know how to win so I'm not, I'd be more worried if I was Golden State. To me, I'd be more worried about Denver. Well, that and that's the the fun thing about this is Denver, Memphis, New Orleans. I almost said Sacramento because they're fourth. I was just reading names. Um, they're they're no, they're not in it. Though I will say this: I do have one little ray of hope for Sacramento Kings fans. In the playoffs, the whistles get put away in like. 60% of the games. And then as you get down to the, the conference finals and the finals, they kind of get put away a little bit more. 
Um, but it varies. Like you don't know when there's going to be the game where they call everything because they kind of right. they oscillate back and forth. It gets a little too rough, then they'll just call everything in like game three or something. And yeah. and but the point is is that you might be able to hide, and that's why I was really thinking about this. You might be able to hide a bad defensive center if they're call, if they're not calling anything at all. Right. So you can, can just muck it all up, and and so maybe just maybe there's enough talent there offensively for them to make some noise in the playoffs if they can get there yeah because i mean and i don't know if you've got a chance to catch the aaron fox lately like offensively that dude just doesn't miss in the fourth quarter now it's it's weird like it's it's not weird because it looks effortless um kudos to him for you know that that success but um i i do i i'm i'm interested though because i from like a viewer from like a a team like aesthetic and like how they play with each other like Sabonis is a good fit because he can kind of play with anybody but I'm wondering because I think it's showed itself already Halliburton's really really good dude <laughs> so so I just I always I, think they, like the winner of the trade in basketball the winner of the trade is who gets the best player and you, and I you ain't gonna make any that, friends in Sacramento that's for sure I know I know but but not that it matters but down the road oh no, though, they don't understand it, they don't they even though, even don't though looks, have a clue okay now. I mean because Mike Mike Brown's doing a hell of a job and Savonis just fits and everything but I don't know like if my, I don't I think that I would have if you if you knew you're gonna you're making the ch- change and you're gonna go with my brown I would have given it another whirl. Well, let me. Or, this is the funniest however. thing about this. They all first of all, the king set the narrative up at the at the top, and then everybody in the food chains just like, oh yeah, we got to go with that, and like nobody questions anything, and the emperor is always wearing clothes and all that good stuff. Um, why is it that? Because they're like, we had to get rid of Halliburton because Fox needed the the ball. He needed the freedom. He needed the this. He needed the that. <laughs> and it's like, why are you limiting De'Aaron Fox and saying he can't play with that guy? Right. That that's what. Yeah. Like, are we? I, I mean, this is so stupid. It's the yeah, dumbest I, thing I've heard in so long. It's like, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is such a bad I, basketball player. He can't play with that guy. Yeah. It, it just. Yeah. I really. I mean, that's where. That's why you have coaches. That's why you. That's why you drop sets. That's why you have offenses. It's like I he mean, should be just, offended at that idea. Exactly. Yeah. But but you hear that's not the it's not the first time that that's been said in the NBA. Like people say that kind of stuff all the time, and it's like. Dude, like, when when was the last time, like, when you play a pickup basketball game, do you go like, I know, like, he's the next best player, but I don't want to pick him because he doesn't like fit with my game. You pick the best players and you figure it out, you know. I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're talking about like they want to just have a whole roster full of guys that are six two or something. I mean, like, yeah, I just I just I, I, always, I, I, I just can kind of like get behind player. like like you might like go, okay, the two of them together are a little too thin, like maybe they'll get pushed around by certain backcourts, but like I don't know. Like I mean, and and the thing is and the thing that w- w- is disguising it is because Sabonis is a good player and he can pass and he can rebound and he can score and do stuff. So he can, like again, he can play with anybody. Sabonis can play flawlessly like that with anybody especially any any guard so it's gonna look better it was always gonna look better but even even if you were doing it just to raise the trade value like i would have given mike brown even if that's what you decided we can't have halliburton here anymore i would have had him around just to give it a try and i don't think he would have lessened his tr- trade value i think if anything he still would have been he still would his, be having a really good year his first and then you can move him for more yeah his first step has gotten so much faster than it was last year it's like everything's mm-hmm. coming together you're seeing yeah. and and he's probably got a couple more tricks under his in his bag where he's going to develop a, a few more go-to shots i think that, that are going to open up even more because he didn't really have a go-to isolation move he had a right. step a side step three he would go to and now you're starting to see him go okay i can take you down to the post a little bit i can i can fade away jumper you you know and and, and yeah, obviously yeah. he's got those long arms and he does the scoop shots and you know once he gets past you then he's got options and all that good stuff um that 
Sacramento in the four slot. I don't think that they, they're they not in the championship discussion. We don't even have to go there. But, like, because um, you, you can't win a championship with a bad defensive center. Like, right. and, 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 and when they pay, so this is the, 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 the final cherry on top for the Kings. And just so you, all y'all Kings fans can understand what you're looking at here with all this success. Heaven forbid Sabonis makes the all-star game. Because when you have to turn around and pay that dude whatever it's going to be, $40 million plus per year Oof. for four years, Oof. and he turns into David Lee on you? <laughs> oh, Davey. I, I know. Like I know. I, I, know. I was very mean to David Lee. I have a soft spot in my heart for David Lee, but he was a terrible defender. But, um, but you know, <laughs> you saw what happened was a young Draymond Green came in and – David, David Lee was an all-star, and everybody was like, why isn't Draymond Green playing? Because I don't know if everybody was saying that. I was. <laughs> you you might have been. I wasn't saying that, really. I mean, he, I mean, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with the, with the, you know, from the elbow. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of like, he has some really bad games. I mean, I understand defensively he was a lot better immediately, but, like, uh, he had some bad games. I think the injury to David Lee gave him the freedom to like show himself more because that happens to players a lot when they know they're not going to come out <laughs> they open up the bag and do a lot more then it was i thought once they started playing when when lee got hurt i thought that it was really apparent remember how but, good that looked though when david lee and like they were they were in the playoffs against the nuggets like their first playoff run the warriors uh, and they were giving it to the nuggets and I, and I forget the Nuggets. Was that a mellow version of the Nuggets? But uh, yeah. was it the after version? Like the, 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 the when New York sent the hall of players over to Denver. And uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. So what you're talking about. It's like 2013, I want to say, when the Warriors just really they were in the playoffs and everybody was like, oh, my God, look so at these guys. So we're talking about Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they look good, right? You know, like, and, and they were the David Lee Warriors. Right, looked good. Right. Yeah, it looked good, yeah. but th- it was it was false because yeah. of a bad defensive big man. You know, I don't think yeah. he was a center, but he was yeah. you know, bad no, enough to where it's, it's, it's a good comparison. I mean, he he could play with anybody, David Lee. Sure. <laughs> he and, and, and oh, the double doubles are oh so sweet. You know, yeah. that's right. He was a double double machine. Everybody right. loves a double double. You could get a triple double. <laughs> oh my God, you're Russell Westbrook. You are unstoppable, and you're the MVP. Um, um, okay, quickly before we run here, um, who do you want to see make a trade? Um, a trade, you know, not that the, I don't know that there's anything that could put them in um, championship contention. Are you talking about your guys? Oh, oh no, 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 not okay, the Lakers. Okay. Oh, don't do anything for the Lakers. Just sit and take it. Um, yeah, just sit and take it for another <laughs> couple games. You, you don't make oh, a trade. make you feel better, Kings fans. No, don't make a trade. Just you, you, we suck and let's just leave it there. Um, don't make it worse by giving away draft picks. Um, <laughs> LeBron is so pissed right now. <laughs> stay out of it. Let, let people do their jobs and stop trying to be a he, he like shouted at Sam Amick like they know what they should be doing you know and then sam wrote it up and then he's like i didn't mean it like that it's like come on lebron (laughs) you try to do poor sam amick like that come on (laughs) i'm interested to see if what and not necessarily in the trade deadline but like dallas has to do something like they can't flutter around in this like four or five six land for the next like few years because there's not going to be any they're not high enough to make us to to get the significant play i think i think they think luca's a little a little too good like he can't he luca can't drag this group of people to the to the finals i, I think we've <laughs> like, seen this movie <laughs> i mean i mean they play that awful style where he's just holding the ball i mean this it's not gonna work they they need better players in there it's like we've seen this movie before like and maybe who knows maybe he's good enough to push them to the finals like but he can't win no it way. The, the no only, no, way no i know i'm not i'm not on that ride but i mean he kind of almost did it last year so we kind of have to give it some credibility yeah you know? well yeah but things have to go right because i mean you have to i mean the sun's collapse <laughs> i'm telling you that that sun's collapse there's there's gonna be there needs to be on. like a, a 15 for 15 yeah, on that because because that's i mean and jay crowder is basically in 12 step 
is, is my read on it, you know? Like, yeah, they're, they're that there was fast. something going on internally with that team that caused them to crumble. They're a mess. They're still a mess. And they're injured on top of it. And, and they're in the seventh slot right now. You got Phoenix and Golden State in the seven and eight slot. How, how do you like them, Apples? Like, that's <laughs> that's wild. Utah at nine. I mean, Utah is terrible. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that, that yay to Lori Markinen and, and, you know, their veterans and, you know, like all that. But, like, I watched a, enough of them in the last four days to know that they're not lasting any any amount of time no, they're, longer. They're, they're, but, but they're taking – I like the, the team. They're, they're from – this is what you expect professionals to do. Like everybody on that team's like, I'm playing for my next contract, bro. Like we're just going to play hard. Like there's not like they lose to teams that are better than them. They don't throw up donuts against Charlotte. You know, they beat Charlotte by 20. You know, that's, that's the way professionals are supposed to play. So like, you know, people thinking that they're going to make some run in the playoffs. Yeah. You're being ridiculous. But like, I do appreciate that they're putting a, a, uh, a consistent product on the floor um, yeah. every yeah. Yay, yay them, yay um, them. <laughs> I'll sum it up by saying both conferences are up for grabs I think that's good for the sport um, and, and, if, and if there was a team that I would like to see make a trade um, just sort of scanning like and not talking like selfishly for fantasy sports reasons um mm. I don't have one. I think Denver. Denver. I, Denver? I, don't, I, I, I think they just, like, I, I, I would hate to see, you know, uh, Jokic's, you know, I think his prime's going to last, like, three or four years. But I, I would hate to see, like, Jamal Murray get hurt. And, and I don't know what they have for trade assets, if they could even pull anything off. <laughs> but, like... I think... I think... Um... You know, we didn't like the contract, but I think Michael Porter Jr.'s injuries, I just think, make him untradeable, you know? Like, mm, I think it, Yeah, you're right, but... I mean, with with this, with, with what he has left, I'm pretty sure he's got quite a few years left. If, he, if it was an expiring contract, I think they'd have a shot at moving him for some people, but, like, he just... I think he's got too many years left and he's you know he's never available and he's not he's not great when he is he's, he's so inconsistent also I there mean, might be enough sizzle there though I don't know I, 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 the I mean he's, he's locked in until 2027 like, like what if you were Denver and you trade him for like three or two let's go two um, you know good solid complimentary pieces to Jokic like yeah it could be great you know something that's a win now move yeah, and I mean, somebody takes on that risk for MPJ. Dude, he's gonna be making tw- He's gonna be making forty million dollars a year in twenty twenty seven. That I, might be at that, by that time he might be playing 35, 50, 45 games a year. It's if he's if he's lucky. He's, I mean, I would get I mean, out from under that. In a, it's in a, such it's such bad money. I mean, like for for another team now. I mean. It's the NBA. Teams do stupid things. So you never know. And and there's enough. He has enough. Like, I mean, when he's going, I mean, he can light. He can light you up. I mean, no doubt about that. But, I mean, that back. And that, I mean, whew, man, that's a bad. That was a bad contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad contract. All right, folks. Um, we're up against it, so we're gonna have to call this one uh, a show. Cause. This has been great. Let's do it next week. Next week, for sure. I guarantee it. Yeah, put the house on it. Don't worry, the roof flew away. You follow follow us online at twitter.com slash show. Go check it out. The tweets are great. Like, honestly, it's the best thing you've ever seen on Twitter. And then Facebook. Of course, everybody loves Facebook, right? Facebook.com slash show. Another one's in the books. Peace. Uh...